Good morning and welcome to the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 87. It is Monday, March 23rd, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and let's go around the world in 15 minutes. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Still recording even though we're in lockdown, sort of. In Connecticut, we're not exactly in lockdown. It's sort of voluntary or strongly requested, I guess you could say. Um, If you are listening to this, uh, if you could like, share, comment, um, review it, whatever you would do on your podcast platform, we would really appreciate it. It helps us reach more and get the message out to more people so that they can stay protected and secure. And if you are in a HIPAA compliant business, if you can go to Facebook in the search, type in Get HIPAA Compliance and join that group, we will provide lots of HIPAA information, training, education, all kinds of good stuff in there for you. All right, first up in the news, we have on... Cyware, all-in-one crazy coin, Worm leverages Eternal Blue exploit kit to spread across target systems. So you may remember Eternal Blue was how WannaCry and some other major ransomware attacks occurred. The virus includes mining, hacking, and backdoor modules. The mining module included in the virus is used to mine Monero and HNS coins. Recently, researchers came across a new computer virus that integrates multiple capabilities in its arsenal. Dubbed CrazyCoin, the virus spreads via the NSA-leaked Eternal Blue exploit kit. What's new about the virus discovered by the researchers from 360Bay's labs? The virus including mining, includes mining, hacking, and backdoor modules. After it infects a user's machine, it downloads mining and information-stealing modules. Later, it plans to double Pulsar backdoor p- programs so that all these modules cooperate with each other and perform their own activities. According to researchers, the PowerShell script is responsible for downloading various modules to the victim's machine for execution. The mining module included in the virus are used to mine Monero and HNS coins. So look for that. Uh, ZDNet reports hackers breach FSB contractor and leak details about IoT hacking projects. So FSB is a Russian intelligence agency. So this is a contractor for the um, FSB, Russian hacker group Digital Revolution claims to have breached a contractor for the FSB, Russia's National Intelligence Service, and discovered details about a project intended for hacking Internet of Things devices. That's IoT for short. The group published this week 12 technical documents, diagrams, and code fragments for the project named Fronton. CDNet has also seen the documents firsthand along with BBC Russia who first broke the news earlier this week. According to screenshots shared by the hacker group, which ZDNet asked security researchers to analyze, and based on BBC Russia's report from earlier this week, we believe that Fronton Project describes the basics of building an IoT botnet. So a Russian hacking group hacked the FSB contractor and discovered that they were planning to hack Internet of Things devices and create a botnet for IoT devices. On bleeping computer, UK fintech firm Finastra hit by ransomware shuts down servers. Finastra, a leading financial technology build provider from the UK, announced that it had take had to take several servers offline 
follow, following a ransomware attack detected earlier today. The fintech company provides financial software and services to more than 9,000 customers of all sizes from 130 countries across the globe, including 90 of the top 100 banks globally. Finastra also has over 10,000 employees working from 42 offices, including London, New York, and Toronto, and $1.9 billion in revenues. Earlier today, Finastra discovered the incident after its security team spotted potentially anomalous activity on some of the company's systems. They immediately turned off some of the servers offline and started an investigation with the help of a leading digital forensics firm. At this time, we strongly believe that the incident was the result of ransomware attack and do not have any evidence that the customer or employee data was accessed or exfiltrated, nor do we believe our clients' networks were impacted, Finastra's Chief Operating Officer Tim Kilroy said. Finastra is currently working to bring back its systems online and to resolve the issues caused by part of the servers on the company's network being shut down. While we have industry standard security programs in place, we are conducting a rigorous review of our systems to ensure that our customer and employee data continues to be safe and secure, Kilroy added. We have also informed and cooperated and are cooperating with the relevant authorities and we are in touch directly with any customers who may be impacted as a result of the disrupted service. Um, while the method used by the attackers to, ex to infiltrate Finastra's network was not disclosed, cyber threat intelligence firm Bad Packets says that it previously detected Pulse Secure VPN servers unpatched against CVE 2019-11510 vulnerability. If successfully exploited, could this could enable remote unauthenticated attackers to compromise vulnerable VPN servers, gain access to all active users as well as their plain text credential and execute arbitrary commands. So. Um, not confirmed, but they may have gotten in through Pulse VPN, a vulnerability through Pulse VPN. <clears throat> on hackread.com, German Army sensitive data found on laptop bought from eBay. It, <clears throat> it is an important. It is important when an IT asset is disposed of, all sensitive information is destroyed for obvious purposes. However, there are times when an error may occur due to negligence, leaking critical data in the process. One such incident occurred a few days ago when the German military laptop was sold on eBay for just over 90 euros, inclusive of the shipping costs purchased by a firm named G-Data, which specializes in cybersecurity. They reported the entire incident in a company blog post on March 16th. The computer, a product of Rhoda, featured a 128-megabyte RAM and was running on Windows 2000 and Intel Pentium 3 processor. When dug further, it turns out the laptop contains sensitive information, including military secrets. So a laptop that was running server two, or Windows 2000 with 128 megs of RAM and a Pentium 3 processor. So I'm not even sure why that would be, be used by anybody at this point. But it was purchased and contained military data from, from the German army. Uh, Bleep Computer reports Israel is Israel government's new shield app tracks your coronavirus exposure. So the Israeli Ministry of Health has released a new mobile app called the Shield that will alert users if they have been in a location in Israel at the same time as a known coronavirus patient. This app, available for both Android and iOS, works by collecting the GPS and SSID information of a user's mobile device throughout the day. This data is saved only on mobile device and is not transmitted to the Ministry of Health, other government agencies, or any organization. When interviewing new coronavirus patients, 
The Ministry of Health will ask for the locations that they visited throughout the day. If the patient volunteers this information, is then added to a JSON file that is downloaded by the app every hour so it has the latest information. When using the app, if you, if you, it will compare your data to, to the data in a downloaded JSON file. And if the app detects that you are exposed to a known coronavirus patient, it will alert you with a message stating that a match was found. Matched users will then be prompted to report their exposure to the Ministry of Health using a link that's in the app. If you have not been exposed to any known coronavirus patients, the app will alert you of this as well. So it's a cool way to do it because you're, you're not sending your data to anybody. So that's, there's that as an added bonus. So good job to Israel for, on that. Um, bleeping computer, Windows Defender bug, and Windows 10 skips files during scans. For the past couple of weeks, Windows 10 users have been reporting that Windows Defender scans are skipping files due to configured, configured exclusion or network scanning setting. The users who report receiving these messages, though, do not have any exclusions configured in the Windows Defender pre preferences. Even still, when they conduct a quick scan or full scan using Windows Defender, a Windows 10 Action Center notification will be created that states that items were skipped during the scan with the following message. Items skipped during a scan, the Windows Defender antivirus scan skipped an item due to an exclusion or network scanning settings. In conversations with Gunter Born, who first reported it at Bourne City, he told Bleeping Computer that 80% of his German readers confirmed the behavior, while 20% are not receiving it. In tests conducted by Bleeping Computer, were two. In tests conducted by Bleeping Computer, were two were available to replicate. Okay, so they were able to replicate the same reported issue as seen in in the. So they have a screenshot of the error here. So there's a little bit of grammar issue on this page, but. So there is an air, they, they do have a screenshot of the message, the Windows Defender antivirus scan skipped an item due to exclusion or network scanning settings. It's not clear when the issue started, but according to various reports, it has been happening since around March 10, 2020, which coincides with the March patch Tuesday, which I believe was March, yeah, March, yeah, March 10th. So it's the same day. Um, so if you're using Windows Defender as your anti-malware, you'll want to look out for that. Networker ransomware infecting users via coronavirus phishing. And so this is on Bleeper Computer. And I'm going to record a, a video today to, um, I did receive a phishing email around COVID-19. So I'm going in, in my, my regular Gmail account. So I'm going to record a video so how to recognize it. So you can get an idea of what you're looking for. Not to say that it's the only one out there. There are probably many, many, many different phishing attacks around the coronavirus at this point. But, so this one says, Networker ransomware infecting users via coronavirus phishing. As if people did not have enough to worry about, attackers are now targeting them via, with the coronavirus, um, which should be called COVID-19, by the way, phishing emails that install ransomware. While we do not have access to the actual phishing email being sent, Malware Hunter team was able to find an attachment used in a new coronavirus phishing campaign that installs the Netwalker ransomware. Netwalker is a ransomware formerly called Mail2 that has become active recently as it targets the enterprise and government agencies. Two widely reported attacks related to Netwalker are the ones on the toll group in the Champaign-Urbana Public Health District in Illinois. So the toll group we talked about, I wasn't aware of the second one. Um, the, network, the new network of phishing campaign is using an attachment called coronavirus COVID-19 VBS 
that contains an embedded network or ransomware executable and obfuscated code to extract and launch it on the computer. When the script is executed, the executable will be saved to temp slash QE uppercase SW.exe and launched. Once executed, the ransomware will encrypt the files in the computer and append a ran random extension to encrypted file names. A particular interest head of Sentinel Labs, Vitaly Kremez, told Bleeping Computer that this version of the ransomware specifically avoids terminating the Fortinet endpoint protection client. When asked why they would keep why they would do that, Kremez stated it may be to avoid detection. I suppose it may be because it they have already disabled the antivirus functionality directly from the customer admin panel. However, they do not want to trip an alarm by terminating the clients, Kremez told Bleeping Computer. When done, victims will find a ransom note named extension-readme.txt that contains instructions on how to access the ransoms, ransomware's Tor payment site to pay the ransom demand. Um, YouTube and Amazon also lowering video quality in Europe. So we reported that Netflix, we reported last week that Netflix would lower their streaming videos by 25%, the quality of the videos by 25% in Europe because so many people are home right now and nothing to do. So they're watching videos on Netflix. So Amazon and Google have also said they will do the same in order to kind of keep the internet up and running as it should be. And I would imagine as much as I hate to say it, we may be looking at the same thing here in the United States soon. And finally, last bit of news for today, bleeping computer FBI warning, phishing emails push fake government stimulus checks. So kind of a twist on the COVID-19 phishing attempts. Now here's one. We know that there's been talk of um, stimulus checks going out. FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, IC3, today warned of an ongoing phishing campaign delivering spam that uses fake government economic stimulus checks as bait to steal personal information from potential victims. Look out for the phishing emails asking you to verify your personal information in order to receive an economic stimulus check from the government, IC3's alert says. While talk of the economic stimulus checks has been in the news cycle, government agencies are not sending unsolicited emails seeking your private information in order to send you money. So that is important. They are probably going to base it on your on your tax returns. Um, the FBI issued another warning about a phishing scam impersonating the IRS in 2008 and trying to steal taxpayers' personal information using economic stimulus checks as bait. So um, look out for that. If you get an email saying this is about your economic stimulus check, first of all, I don't believe it's been approved yet, and secondly, they're not going to email you about it. So there is no HIPAA breaches to report today. However, we did report on the weekly podcast, the Proactive IT podcast, that there were six breaches reported on Friday. So go look, listen to that. Again, it's called the Proactive IT podcast, and um, you'll hear what the six breaches. They were kind of all over the place, different, different methods of breaching. So go listen to that. And until tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay secure.